the Wallflowers. I'm your host Jasmine. There's a Chinese proverb says that food is paramount to people. The importance of food is deeply rooted in our cultural heritage, especially where Hong Kong used to be crowned as a food paradise. The variety of food reflects where you're from, or simply your character. Just like other mental health disorders, suffering from eating disorders is never a choice. This week, we're talking about bulimia nervosa, bulimia in short, from a recovering local uni student majoring in business. According to the Australian National Eating Disorders Collaboration, bulimia means that he or she emphasizes excessively on body shape or weight in self-evaluation. On this episode, I decided to disguise our guest under the name of Camellia, a flower that symbolizes compassion, and she does love herself more, and things start to get better than before. For the past two years, I was suffering from bulimia eating disorder. It's like you're unconsciously having a lot of food intake, and basically can't stop. Like, like you don't feel full, and or even if you feel full, you will still eat because perhaps you're stressed or you're just bored. But like you keep eating, and you feel really guilty after eating. So there is a point when I started purging because um, I feel like. Purging helps me to relieve that kind of guilt after overeating, and there will be kind of a binge purge cycle. I actually had a similar situation. Basically, I have bipolar disorder, but I also suffer from anorexia before. So I understand the concern about really get overwhelmed by consuming, and especially I would count on calories. I can recall every single item, and that's crazy. So may I ask, when did you discover that you actually suffer from this problem? Tracing back, I think the first symptom appears December 2016. How did you realize that it was something abnormal? Because for me,、uh, I broke up with my previous boyfriends back then, and then I got family pressure and study pressure, and then I just, I just couldn't eat for a week, and then it turned out to be a month. I could only consume liquid stuff, and that's the time when I realized this is a big deal. How about your case? Well, I believe that it's abnormal. It's like I have the intention to purge. Like I don't think it's normal, and I just don't understand why I keep eating. And I think that could be some kind of stress,、uh, like in terms of career or stuff. So, how does this disorder affect your daily life? I think it impacts my life pretty much because when you binge, you got to hide, and you don't want to let people see you eating. So, I. Turn down a lot of appointments. It turns me into quite an antisocial person. Not only social events, but also some kind of career networking. And in terms of other stuff like career or、um, my、uh, academic work, I don't have time for work because when you binge, you got to binge and like you focus a certain period of time on binging. And after binging, you got to purge. So. Um, it might take me the entire night going through the whole process, but like、um, there might be a deadline in two days. So I, when I stayed up till 3 a.m., then I got to sleep for two hours, and I will wake up at 5 a.m. to finish my assignment. So 
That's a pretty disastrous um, biological clock. I don't get the time to rest and rest well. And if you're not resting well, then you got to that binging cycle again because uh, you're stressed and you feel like you're not um, handling your life uh, good enough. Have you ever encountered some sort of interesting stories? For example, when you hang out with your friends and you suddenly want to binge and then how would you cope with it? I actually forbid myself from having some kind of starch or carbohydrates in the past. So when I have the intention to binge first uh, during the dinner, I might order a lot of starch. It's usually things that you'll feel guilty afterwards, like desserts and even spaghetti, I will get guilty after eating it. And I might also invite my friends for a dessert after the dinner, so I got to eat something more. You're not satisfied with it because you still don't feel like you're having enough. So I would just say like maybe it's time for home and I would go home and have another bunch of stuff. And this is some kind of binging stories that make me refrain from hanging out with friends because I just don't feel comfortable when I'm hanging around with them, but I am suffering from that kind of binging instinct. Can you identify the stress that caused this problem? There are a few types of stress. Um, the first type of stress is definitely my body on my own. Like um, people are turning social media, like people can judge you really easily. I care a lot about my image, so yeah. So when your body shape kind of changes, so like it, it makes me feel insecure because I believe that people will judge me on that. The second type of pressure is the um, the time pressure because I was pretty occupied back then. I got a lot of engagements. I got really um, demanding projects, and I have a case competitions overseas, two dancing performance, and within two weeks. At that time, when I'm really stressed, I will resort to binging, and that's worsened the first type of stress about my own body shape. For me, I used to be anorexic, and then the most uh, disturbing comments that I received from my friends would be say like, oh, actually you could eat, but it's just in front of you. Then how about you? Have you ever encountered any humiliation or things that are very disturbing to you? I feel really inferior to people because I feel like, oh, I'm in the worst shape, I'm in the worst condition of my life. Like if there's Mother's Day, then you got to eat with your family like the big family. It's like people would love saying that, oh, you, you put on a lot of weight like this. They do not mean to hurt you, but like you feel really um, insecure when you heard of these kind of comments. It was really kind of torturing for me to go to these kind of dinners, but you can't turn it down during Mother's Day last year. I feel really stressed because I got to eat with my father's family in the morning and eat with my mother's family at night. I got to deep breath before I walked into any restaurant and there's one point that I can't, I can't stand that kind of torture or struggle that I have to hide in the toilet and like just to cry 10 to 15 minutes and, and make sure that my eyes aren't swollen when I go back out. At your peak times of binging, how frequent was it back then for a week? Oh, for a week? Yeah. Um, I think it, you can count it by days. Like, it's three times a day. Like even for each meal, after each meal. So I guess like three times for a day. Yeah. So that means 21 times per week. Yeah. Wow. Do you mind talking more about like binging? What are the physical side effects after binging? I will stuff my stomach with a lot of food. Oh, actually, I should talk about this. I have tried not to eat for a week. Like seriously only water for a week. There's some kind of thing called water fast, right? I feel really good after not eating for a week. I ate quite a lot that night when it's time to break the fast. 
after not eating for a week, I started binging again. I can feel my stomach in cramp for some time, but I just can't control myself from eating. I think the most obvious physical problem after binging is my stomach is quite fragile. I think like it's easy to have some stomach ache. You would be easily bloated, which makes you feel really bad about yourself. Can you use an adjective to describe what does food mean to you at that time? Enemy. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah, like when I was in secondary school, I loved food. When I started being concerned about my body shape, I feel like eating anything would cause me a weight gain. So I tried to intake as little food as possible. There was a time that I am having a very clean eating that I can't accept any oil in my food. Um, so for example, when I ordered a plate of vegetables outside in the restaurant, then I will also have another bowl of hot water to wash that away. Yeah. Same as me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like that. And I can't accept myself for having potatoes or pumpkins because they are full of starch and I believe that it caused me weight gain. I, I dare not to have too much fruit as well because there are a lot of sugar and like yeah, you're really concerned about everything. So that period of time that I have suppressed myself from food along, like they're really enemy of mine. Then what is the relationship between body image and your self-identity? How would you associate the two of them? I think in the past, I directly relate them. The only thing that I concern <laughs> is about my, is my weight and my body shape. Like I don't care if I look good or I don't care if I have good hair or stuff, but like, I just want to get slim. I just want to have that, those bikini bodies on Instagram. So, um, so uh, I directly equalize these two. But after kind of overcoming bulimia, I think body image is part of self-identity. Like you still feel better if you feel like you have a good body, but I don't think it's every part of my self-identity. You still got your academics results, or you still got your career path, or you still got your hobbies and other achievements. Simply don't have to put too much emphasis on body image. Even if I was 99 pounds back then, like I'm really bony at that time. And one of my friends still called me fat at that time. So, <laughs> so like, you, I kind of realize that you can't satisfy everyone, like, and you don't have to satisfy everyone. So, I try to not put that much focus on my body image. Then, how could you actually get out of that vicious cycle? It's pretty funny. <laughs> like, um, there is a night that I got drunk, like last year. After getting drunk, that's my first time getting drunk, <laughs> and I started yelling, shouting and everything and I say that I I'm just like I feel so bad about myself and stuff and after that night like I obviously I forgot everything about my shouting and stuff <laughs> like when people tell me about that and I suddenly feel much better after that night and I think it's just kind of a way for me to relieve my stress over the past few years and after that day, my, my binging intention starts to get much less. The first few days is because um, the alcohol caused me pain, so like I can't eat a lot. It's just a natural change after that, and I started not to criticize myself. For example, if that night after workout I had two portions of salad, then in the past I would 
I would definitely uh, criticize myself for having too much. But like that day, I told myself that oh, it's good that you didn't binge today. And having two portions of salad, they're still healthy, so it's good. The time when I started to accept myself for these kind of flaws, maybe, and um, I think the bulimia symptoms kind of go away. How could you manage a sustainable way for now? Like you cannot get drunk for every yeah. week, right? So what is your strategy or advice to people that may have suffered the same situation like you now? The first thing is really about the mentality. You really have to free yourself. If you're judging yourself, then you can't, like, you can't get, oh, get rid of people's judgments. But if you're not judging yourself, if you, get, if you free yourself, then your body, your appetite, everything will be good to you. And the second thing would be about the pace of life. Like, it's really important to slow down because whenever I get busy, I got a tendency to binge again. But currently, I, whenever I realize that this kind of symptoms appearing more frequently again, then I'll try to tell myself to slow down and to do one thing at a time. Don't overstress yourself. And it's really important to relieve the stress only when you relieve the stress that you have time to sort out the ways to overcome all the symptoms so um, mentality and pace of life. Do you think that uh, social media have an impact on you to to value your own body shape? Yes definitely. Um, I have written a piece a long article about my bulimia recovery um, last year and one point that I raised is that try to get rid of the Instagram fitness journey pictures or transformation photos because it can be motivation if you're in a healthy state of mind but like when you're having eating disorder or other mental problems like it just create a huge amount of stress on you and especially those photos teaching you how to eat um, right portion or portion control or like more vegetables more protein less carbs like those kind of things like if it happens that you eat a lot of carbs that day you immediately feel guilty afterwards you don't have to feel guilty about it because you have to eat carbs it's an unnecessary dress to have let's say in your story would be during your mother's day dinner when you were crying in the bathroom what would you tell yourself what would you like to tell yourself now it's okay, it needs time, as any transition needs time. Um, but try to free myself away from this kind of social pressure because it's really not necessary. If you have been affected by anything we talked about, please call the Samaritans at 2896-40. That's a Hong Kong number. And you can also go to their website at samaritans.org or just talk to your friends and family. Trust me, they're always there for you. From the Wallflowers is a weekly podcast about mental health stories all based in Hong Kong produced by myself, Jasmine Lung. And credits to Camelia. And from you, I find strength and admiration. Till next week. <laughs>